0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Once again, from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 20. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When He had said this, He showed them His hands and His side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent Me, so I am sending you. And when He had said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, It is withheld, thus far the text. It was what is sometimes known as the Little Pentecost. The disciples were gathered together in a small room. It was equipped with the rough and simple furnishings of the age. Wooden tables. A few small oil lamps, perhaps. There was concern There was anxiety, hope was in short supply, and there was no small measure of fear. Then, suddenly and miraculously, Jesus was among his disciples. He gave them his peace, not once, but twice. A peace which St. Paul would later describe in his letter to the church at Philippi as surpassing all human understanding. And as he would in a much more dramatic fashion 50 days later on the greater Pentecost, Jesus also gave his followers the Holy Spirit and gave his church the authority to forgive and to retain sins. That's a pretty rich treasury of gifts for that group to receive in just one evening, don't you think? It might have seemed like it came too easy for the disciples. And indeed it had. It had come freely by God's grace, just as all of our Lord's good gifts come to us. They no more and no less than we were totally undeserving of anything but the wrath and the punishment of God that we so often confess when we worship together. Several of Jesus' disciples were gathered in a small room. It was equipped with the latest advanced medical technologies, monitors for respiration and heart rate, medication dispensers and oxygen tubes, highly sophisticated computerized equipment, fluorescent lighting and air conditioning. There was concern and anxiety hope was in short supply and there was no small measure of fear then suddenly and miraculously Jesus was among his disciples he wasn't conjured up just because the pastor arrived Jesus was there because Jesus is always where Jesus has promised to be in his holy word proclaiming God's peace Not peace as we sometimes imagine it from our limited perspective. That is, God's peace is not merely an ending of the strife among ourselves that arises out of our human animosities and selfishness. Rather, the peace of God is reconciliation between God and man. It is a unilateral amnesty granted to us warring creatures by the Creator whose perfect will against which we have rebelled. It is a restoration once again of Eden, our paradise once lost and now found once again. Jesus was in that hospital room because God's Word declared, this is My body given for you. This is My blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In that room... Jesus was there with me, with several of you, and with Viola. Even though she was not able to consciously participate that day in the sharing of the Lord's Supper just three days ago in the hospital room, Jesus was there for Viola too. That absolution that we all heard spoken was spoken for her as well. That forgiveness, salvation, and life eternal, which his precious body and blood conveyed to us, was hers as well. It was hers every bit as much as it was ours, because 80 years and eight days ago, Viola had other words of God spoken over her at another time when she really couldn't know what was going on either. The words were spoken in German, I suspect but they meant what God wanted them to mean. Viola, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every bit as much that day in May of 1928 as this past Sunday in St. David's Hospital, God's Word was present for Viola, and so God Himself was present for Viola. Even when her breathing was shallow and labored, Viola's eternal destiny was assured because Jesus had already done all of the breathing that was truly necessary for her. First, when He bowed His head on Calvary and gave up His Panoima, His Spirit. And later, when He breathed the Panoima hagion, the Holy Spirit, upon His church and all who would one day become a part of it. This breath, this Spirit of God, conveyed the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation to His apostles and to all of those who would come to follow His teachings that they would pass along in the many years to come. For many years, Viola was a vibrant, energetic and valued member of this congregation, serving both church and school with love and with joy. In later years, while not able to participate to the extent that she would have liked, she remained in our fellowship and she remained in our prayers. But more importantly, for her sake as well as for our sakes, it's not what she did at one time or what she was unable to do at other times that really matters what determined the eternal joy that she now already enjoys with the departed saints in the heavenly banquet table and around the throne of God is what Jesus did for her and for us giving his breath upon the cross and giving the breath of the Holy Spirit to his church having seen the Lord Viola rejoices with all of the saints With Jesus, our Savior, may his true peace of the reconciliation that we have been given by God be upon each of us this day. And may he always keep us secure in his gift of the Holy Spirit, which guards and protects us in faith to life everlasting. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.